You're listening to episode number 13 of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. Today's episode, I answer a question from one of our Step Queen sisters who's having a little bit of, um, I guess, a tricky little time navigating these close quarters with her partner. She expresses that she's starting to feel resentful, that kind of the childcare and the housework aren't really distributed equally, and she wants to know what to do. So in this episode, I'm going to go ahead and answer her question and speak to that. I think even if you are not necessarily having additional difficulties because of uh, these social distancing measures and spending more time with your partner, if you have ever found yourself as a stepmom feeling resentful of the responsibilities that you have either taken on yourself or been expected to take on that have maybe caused some resentment or caused some friction or caused some feelings that you didn't love feeling, then this episode is for you. And before we get in, I'm going to take one quick second to ask you to do me a huge favor. And if you have listened to a couple episodes of the show so far, and you are loving the show and you are loving what I have to say, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could jump on over, leave me a five-star review, leave me a written review. The more ratings and the more reviews that the show gets, the more stepmoms, the more moms, the more stepdads, the more dads, the more bio moms, everyone, the more people that this show can get out to help. So thank you for doing that. And without further ado, let's get into it. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. I am Brittany Lynch, and I hope that you are starting to find a little bit of rhythm or that you've started to settle into your new routine. And I've been chatting with stepmoms from the UK to Germany to the United States and Canada and beyond. And one thing is for sure that everyone is doing the best that they can to adapt to these rules and regulations that our governments are putting in place in order to stop the spread of this virus, right? We are living in history right now. We are living in history right now. So one thing that everyone seems to have in common is that everyone's governments are exercising varying levels, but still some type of level of expecting our citizens to maintain social distancing, right? Or as it's being called on social media, quarantine, okay? It's no secret that step families are already complex little organisms, right? And then you go adding something like, you're spending way more time together 
or way less time together. Uh, you're trying to homeschool. You're trying to work from home with your kids around, right? Like this is happening to me right now. I'm trying to squeeze in my work while Rory's napping or getting up super early. If you're an introvert like me, then you might feel overwhelmed because there's all these people in your space, right? And if you're an extrovert, like I know a lot of extroverts, if you're an extrovert, then you might be kind of getting squirrely because you're isolated. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden in the matter of a couple of days or a couple of weeks, the life that you thought you had basically figured out is no longer figured out. So if you're if your relationship with your partner was rocky before, then you might be getting annoyed with your partner a little bit easier than than usual, right? Uh, if your stepkids bothered you before, their mannerisms, if their presence bothered you before, then that, that might be amplified now, right? If you're trying to figure out how to do homeschooling, if you're trying to figure out schedules, et cetera, like this could be amplified now with everyone being in such close quarters. If you had difficulties with your partner's ex before, um, then this situation is probably putting some new sharks in the shark infested waters that you're trying to like figure out how to, how do I swim around this? Like, what do I do? And even if you were hunky dory in your step family before, Simply the collective energy of the world right now might be weighing on you. So I've always been a pretty intuitive person. Uh, and so for me personally, up until a couple of days ago, I was definitely feeling the weight of this all. It was like I could sense the general like panic and anxiety and fear and sadness of the whole world. And even, you know, trying to stay positive and move my attention and reach for better feeling thoughts, I found myself just in this like brain fog. I was super down in the dumps and I was like super low energy, had the hardest time concentrating. Um, so if you're resonating with this, I want you to know that there's no such thing as a right or a wrong way to feel right now. The important part is that you are allowing yourself some space to process those emotions that you have a good community, a good solid positive community of people who are like, we're going to get through this, right? That you're filling your time with things that make you feel better, not worse. And most importantly of all, I hope, most importantly of all, I hope that you remember that this is only temporary. This is only temporary. Uh, so what is life going to look like on the other side? Who knows? Like, we don't know. We have no idea. All you can do is be as present as you can be today here in this moment and realize right here, right now, you are safe. As you are watching this, as you are listening to this, you are safe in this moment, right? And since you're safe, you get to choose to do things for yourself that feel good to you right now, whatever that feeling good is in this moment. So today I'm gonna answer a question that was submitted by one of our step queen sisters about how to better communicate with her partner now that they're spending a whole lot more time together. Okay. Uh, she feels, she says that she feels like she's taken on a whole lot more responsibility around the house uh, when it comes to childcare and homework and housework, right? Like homeschooling. She feels like she's taken on all this extra responsibility around the house. And even though they're both home right now because of social distancing, she feels like she's the one picking up all of the responsibility. Okay. I don't know if you can relate to that or resonate with that. So the question that she asks, she writes to me and she says that she's feeling really frustrated by her husband. She's feeling resentful. 
she's feeling like she can't communicate properly with him about how she's feeling. And she notes that when she tries to speak with her husband, she has this tone of frustration rather than one of patience and kindness. And so she's recognized, she's said, she's admitted and recognized, like she knows she's speaking to him with this like attitude and kind of passive aggressive way. So she's acknowledged that she knows that this isn't a productive form of communication. Uh, And she also points out something really important here. Okay. She says that she and her husband don't have great communication as it is. This is important. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. But basically what I'm interpreting uh, based on the question that you asked me is that you're kind of living this classic stepmom experience of building up resentment and building up anger because you're taking on the majority of the household responsibilities. But now this is amplified, right? Because you're together 24-7 and your communication wasn't very good to begin with. So now with these added stressors and these added changes, this is really putting a strain on your relationship. And so the reason that I draw on that classic or that common stepmom experience that a lot of us have that we've personally experienced is because it's super, 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 super common for us stepmoms to do all of the things, to get all of the groceries, right? To keep the house clean, to wrap the presents, to plan the parties, to take care of the kids, right? Set the schedules. We do all of the things. We do, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do, 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 do. We do all of the things, okay? But still, we find ourselves feeling unappreciated or feel ourselves, feel like we're invisible. We feel like we're being taken advantage of. And then we build these resentments and then these resentments stack on top of each other and then just layer and layer and layer and just gets like, we get so angry, right? This is a very common, this is a very common experience within stepmoms. So, I remember a time a handful of years ago, uh, it was Christmas time and I was like a relatively new stepmom at this point and it was Christmas time. I had decorated the house. I'd gone all out and decorated the house and like I used to hate Christmas. So this was a big deal for me to do this. So I decorated the house, you know, I ordered all of the Christmas presents for my husband's family, for his nieces, for his nephews, like for his parents, for his sister. I did all this ordering online. I braved the malls. I picked everything up. I coordinated everything. Uh, I did all the wrapping, took care of all the shipping. My husband's family lives in, um, lives in Newfoundland. So, uh, I took care of all of this shipping and postage and wrapping and shipping and coordinating, organizing. I did all of this stuff, right? And I spent all of this time doing this. I didn't even really know his side of the family that well yet at the time. Like I said, they live in Newfoundland. We don't see them very often. So in addition to this, I also like, I did all of the shopping or a lot of the shopping for my stepson, for my husband, for my side of the family. I just took on all of this responsibility, all of this Christmas responsibility, right? I wanted, I did it because I wanted to take the burden off of my husband. That's what I was saying to myself when I was doing all of this. I want to take the burden off my husband. So I stepped up and I did it. And I did all the Christmas cards that year too, like on top of everything I did around the house, on top of working shift work because I was still a nurse back then at the time. Um, And so I put on a lot of work at this Christmas, like a lot of work. And I'm never going to forget this moment because I still feel, I can still feel it. It still felt like somebody punched me in the stomach when this had, when something happened. 
So I got all of these presents ordered and wrapped and shipped out. And I spent all this time doing like wrapping, like doing these wrapping paper, special wrapping paper things, like doing them all nice. And I watched YouTube videos about how to wrap presents because like I said, Christmas wasn't my thing. So I don't know how the frick to wrap a present. So I'm like watching YouTube videos to wrap these presents and figure out how to do all these fancy bows and like curl the ribbon and make this package and send it off, send it off to Newfoundland, send it off to BC, send it off to my husband's family. But I really went all out and I, I had a lot of emotion involved in this Christmas. So anyway, I got all these presents shipped out uh, with their cute little bows and their cute little labels. And after all the thought that I put into these gifts... Uh, and not long after I had shipped everything out, I got the I got a package from my mother-in-law that she had sent from Newfoundland, from where my husband's from, and that had all of the gifts for like our household in this package. So I open it up to like put the it's just a big box. I open it up to put the gifts under the tree, and she always sends this like super thoughtful, amazing care package with all of this stuff from Newfoundland that my husband can't get here, right? So she sends all this like care package of stuff from back home that my husband loves. So I open up this box and there's lots of gifts, you know, for my stepson and this cute little care package that my mother-in-law puts together. so thoughtful. She puts so much work into this. Um, so I'm doing this unboxing. I'm like putting the stuff in the fridge that needs to go in the fridge and, and putting everyone's presents underneath the tree, opening this present from my, from my mother-in-law, this huge back box of gifts to put everything under the tree. So I'm like pulling this stuff out, pulling the stuff out. So anyway, I go to pull this last gift out of the box and guess who it's for? It was for my husband's ex-wife. And <laughs> I fucking completely lost my mind. Like I lost my mind. I was an absolute mess. I was absolutely heartbroken. I was like bawling. I was so sad. Like I felt like I just put however many hours into making all of these Christmas gifts so special for everybody. And I'm getting a Christmas present sent to my house for my husband's ex-wife. Like, of course, my mother-in-law didn't mean anything by it. Like, she's my stepson's mother. Of course, she'll always have a space in her heart, right? I'm there now, but I wasn't at the time. So, but at the time, like, I felt like I had got punched in the stomach. I was heartbroken. I was so, I was devastated, like devastated. And I, Gina, my mind hamster gets on the wheel and I'm like, I'm always going to be the new wife and nobody likes me. And why did I spend all this time and this money and this energy? And, and why was I doing all of these things? Right? Like, why was I doing all this stuff to try and get people to like me? Right? Why was I trying to get my husband's family to like me? Because obviously they're still sending presents from my husband's ex-wife. So obviously I mean nothing. Right? So maybe you can relate to this, you know, maybe as a stepmom, there has been a time or two in your life that you've put all this time and energy and money into proving to other people that you're good enough, right? That you're enough, that you do belong, that they do need you, right? But nobody seems to get it. And so what I have learned since that day and what I've put into practice since that day has to do a lot with the question that Jessica has asked me to answer today here for you. So back then, uh, on the day that I opened up a Christmas present for my husband's ex-wife, uh, I didn't open the present. I just saw the present, by the way. 
But I did think about taking it for myself, but I didn't. I'm just being transparent. Anyway, um, so what I've learned since that day, you know, before I, before I have gone through all of this deep inner work and healed all this trauma and done all this personal development and gone to all this therapy, before I started coaching other stepmoms, like before my group coaching program, before all of this, the actions that drove my behavior on the Christmas frenzy were much different. They came from a different place. They came from a different energy. They came from a different intention than the places that my actions come from now. So back then, I was always trying to prove myself. I was always trying to prove my worth and my worthiness to my husband, right? To my stepson. Like I would buy my stepson things so that he would like me. I was trying to prove my worthiness to my in-laws. Like just because I'm the new wife doesn't mean I'm bad, right? Like love me, accept me, need me, approve of me. And so I wanted everyone to love me. I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to approve of me. I wanted everyone to accept me because I didn't love myself. I didn't accept myself. I didn't feel confident or anything in myself. Like I just felt like a little piece of wheat in the wind, like waiting for somebody to say, oh, you're good enough, right? But the thing is, it wouldn't have mattered what I would have done. And it wouldn't matter how many people would have said it to me. I never would have been I never would have felt like I belonged until I did the work in myself to realize that I've always belonged, right? So something I've noticed over the past handful of years as I've started delving into the stepfamily world and specifically in the stepmom world, um, a lot of the places that these resentments are coming from, a lot of the resentments that we as stepmoms, that you and that I and that Sally, a lot of the resentments that we build up as stepmoms, we build these up over time Because we are going above and beyond to try and prove to other people that we're good enough. Like, if you are going over and above to make other people give a shit about you, then the intention and the energy behind that will never give you the outcome that you're looking for because you cannot, you cannot get to lack from lack, right? So it's not what you do that makes you valuable or lovable not what you do for other people it's who you are and how you feel about yourself plain and simple that's it so I'm going to ask you to consider then is this if this is resonating with you in any way shape or form I would ask you if you are a stepmom who is full of resentments because you're going over and above and your partner's not pulling their weight and you're doing all of the things and you're buying all of the presents right I would ask you to consider what are your intentions what are your intentions behind your actions So are you going over and above to make people need you? Are you trying to make yourself indispensable, right? Are you trying to prove that since you do everything, since you keep the house clean, since you take care of the kids and now you've taken over homeschooling and you pay the bills and you wrap the presents, are you trying to prove to other people that they need you, okay? And I really want you to give your attention to this question because it's so important. Are you trying to make other people need you because you feel like you need other people to need you in order to be good enough? So this situation, back to your question, Jessica, this situation that you're finding yourself in right now, you know, like with this unequal distribution of housework and childcare and this inability to speak up and express your needs, This is coming from like many, 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 many deep-rooted things, okay? 
most likely many, many deep rooted things. And I want you to know that it's not your fault. Okay? It's not your fault. You're not bad. There's nothing wrong with you. It's also not your partner's fault. Okay. This comes from a lot of stuff, from a lot of years, from a lot of unhealed wounds, from a lot of roots that have been planted. Okay. So like in my in my 12-week group coaching program in the stepmom story, we don't even start to pull apart relationships and relationship dynamics until almost the end of the program. Why? Why is that? Because the fundamental root level of why you are not able to communicate in a way that feels safe to you or feels safe to your partner, like why you don't feel safe expressing your needs, why you choose to take on more responsibility, even though you don't want to take on that responsibility. Like until you take a look at those things, it doesn't do me any good to give you a framework to like have a healthy conversation with your partner. Like being unable to communicate is a symptom of a lifetime of how society conditions women to believe that we're supposed to act and behave and that we're not supposed to speak up and that we're not supposed to have needs and that we're supposed to do all of the housework and that we're supposed to put on, a, put on our big girl panties and buck up, right? Like this is a lifetime of social conditioning that is playing into this, this uh, experience that you're having with your partner right now. Not to mention, it could potentially be a million other things, right? It could be a million, it could be a million symptoms based on how you are raised, where you are raised, the culture you are raised in, uh, the types of friends that you have, the types of teachers that you had, the types of sports you played or didn't play, right? All of these things, there's so many contributing factors that play into difficulty communicating with your partner that it doesn't make sense for me to tell you how to communicate with your partner during quarantine. Because if I say to you, like, here's a framework, here's steps one, two, three, and four that you need to do to communicate healthfully with your partner during quarantine, basically that'd be like me giving you a parachute if you're stuck at the bottom of the ocean. So a parachute is definitely a useful tool, but only in the right circumstances, right? So to end, to end this off with, I'm going to leave you with a few questions to ponder because right now you don't need a parachute, Okay. You need a pair of flippers and an oxygen tank. So what I would like you to consider would be the following questions. So I want you to go ahead and grab your journal uh, and answer these three questions and, and see what comes out. And again, I would invite you not to judge yourself. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There just is. Okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There, this, is just, this is just the way things are and that's okay. So I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself to maybe start making some observations and try and put some pieces of the puzzle together. So here you go. I'm going to give you three questions. So I'd like you to ponder these questions, write them in your journal, do whatever you want. But I find writing helpful, obviously, because I'm a writer, but if you prefer to speak, then speak. If you prefer to type, then type, but just give some thought to these questions. So the first question I would have you ask yourself would be number one, what is my intention or my energy behind doing housework or taking care of the kids? Am I doing it because I'm in search of validation or am I doing it because it's a responsibility I've chosen to do because it makes me feel good? Okay, question one, what is my intention or energy behind doing housework or taking care of the kids? Am I doing it because I'm in search of validation or am I doing it because it's a responsibility I've chosen because it makes me feel good? Question two, where else in life do I feel resentful when other people don't pull their weight? Okay, question two. Where else in life do I feel resentful 
when other people don't pull their weight. And question three, how difficult do I find it to express my needs? Question three, how difficult do I find it to express my needs? Okay, so there's no right or wrong answers here. The first step is awareness. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, But I would encourage you to start there. There's the beginning. There's one flipper. You'll need another flipper and an oxygen tank. But start there. Go slowly. Don't judge yourself. And again, like, there's so many things going up for so many people right now. The thing about my interpretation of what is happening in the world right now is, like, we're being given a flashlight on all of the things that we're attached to, on all of the things we're afraid to lose, on all of the things that we use to make up our identities. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's a story for another day. So thank you for joining me here today. I hope those questions are helpful for you. You guys got this. It's only temporary. It's only temporary. You got this. So I hope that that uh, helped to get your wheels turning and make some progress on maybe some next steps and where you need to go. And I I wish you the best of luck. I really hope that that is helpful. Uh, if you are a listener who would like me to answer a question for you on an upcoming episode, please send me an email at Brittany at stepqueen.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I prefer DM on Instagram mostly because I despise checking emails. So (laughs) DM me on Instagram at the step queen, T-H-E step Q-U-E-E-N, the step queen at the step queen. Send me a DM, ask me some questions over the next handful of weeks. I'm specifically going to be answering your questions that you have. So send me a DM, send me an email, Uh, Let me know what your questions are and I will answer them on an upcoming episode. I will see you next week. I forgot what I was saying. I will see you next week. Same place, same time. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. For more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.